Welcome back to the No Wellness Wankery Podcast. My name is Jenna DePeace. And I'm Lindy Cohen. And today we're going to be answering a question from Jess. Jess, what is your question? Hi, Lindy. I was hoping you could answer a question about breaking those habits from childhood. You know, when your mum says you need to clean your plate because kids are starving in Africa. It takes a lot of getting over to get past this. Any tips? I mean, Jess, you're very right. It does take quite a bit to get over that because we have a whole generation of maybe they're like people who came from the war or harder times and they were very much like on the food security. You have to eat everything on your plate because I, I grew up and I didn't have much food. Therefore, you have to finish everything thing. And the problem with this is it teaches us as children to ignore our internal food cues, to go, it doesn't matter if I'm hungry still, doesn't matter if I don't like the food I'm eating, food is only finished when everything has been eaten on the plate. Then you'll look around and you'll see people who happily leave food on their plate. Even they just leave like a little bit of food just as like, because they know they can, because they haven't been forced to finish everything on their plate. So what we want to try and do is help us get back to being more intuitive eaters. Some of my friends I've noticed like will eat a sandwich or something and they can leave like the smallest bit and I can't get in my head around it. I'm like, that's one bite. And they're like, no, but I'm full. I'm like, but I would push past fullness because there's one bite on the on the on the plate. I can't fathom it. Yeah, or you know, they don't like the taste of something, so they just leave that bit out. Whereas I think when I was, you know, I was still struggling with this idea, I would eat things and just force myself to eat it. I mm-hmm. got accustomed to having sad food. I remember this one time I dished myself up a bowl of cereal and it had gone so soggy because I hadn't eaten it quickly and I was forced to finish this really awful bowl of cereal. And I think so many people have these experiences, these really negative food experiences where it can almost turn you off certain foods. You have trauma related to some food, or you have a problem where like us, you feel like you can't just leave a little bit of food on the plate. Because probably when the whole idea of clear everything off your plate started, there probably wasn't that much food on the plate in the first place. Mm. So it was like, this is, you need to eat something to survive eat this food. But when we have so much food now, the plates are probably so big. There's probably just like a whole pot that you can take whatever you feel like. If the plate's huge and you don't have any cues, then like an hour later, you're like, oh, I'm way too full. Yes. It's, yeah, yeah. Things have changed, right? I think fundamentally the thing that underlines this whole idea is I feel guilt for leaving food on my plate. I feel like I'm a bad person because I'm wasting food. And that is the underpinning belief and philosophy and that food must be finished. And I think we need to tackle it from a food waste perspective. So something that can be useful is thinking about like this. Food is wasted if it goes in the bin and you didn't eat it. But food is also wasted if you eat it and you didn't need it. So if this was food that was beyond your hunger needs, beyond your appetite needs, and you are simply eating it to tick a box, then in the same way, it is wasted food. So to try and think about it as like just different forms of waste can be a helpful thing. So giving you a little bit more permission to go, you know what, it's already waste. It doesn't need to still then be consumed by me. And I suppose also checking in in other points and just when you're shopping and cooking and thinking how many people are going to be eating it, how much you actually need to buy in the first place, how much you need to cook in the first place. And then also I find it's helpful if I've got a meal thinking of other things I can do with the leftovers. Like I don't actually have to eat them all. If there's leftovers, I can do this with it in another meal. I can do this with it. 
Yeah, food waste is a is a is a huge component, and you know if you are leaving a large portion of your of your food, and you know you can actually just pop that back in the in the fridge and store it in a safe a safe way, <laughs> an airtight container, of course. Um, but I think beyond food waste, what we're really talking about here is the ability to know that you don't have to finish everything that is being served to you. So one part of that is knowing that you can dish up how much food you need to eat. And sometimes we need to reevaluate how much food we need. Mm. For example, I don't know if you've ever seen those like man-sized pies, man-sized, you know, like apparently men are meant to eat more food than, than women. Um, and I always had this belief that, you know, if my partner was, my partner had to eat more than me or my mum would say, oh, the boys are hungry, let the boys have second helpings. But as a, as a woman, I was never allowed to. So part of it is tuning into your internal appetite and not eating how much you think you're meant to be eating, not, uh, you know, you might notice as well, if you're trying to compete with someone else next to you, sometimes you use how much someone else is dishing up as a, as a guide for how much you should be dishing up for yourself. And I think fundamental to this idea of being able to leave something on your plate is this belief. Anytime I want to have more, I am allowed. If you've been taught during your life that at some point food's going to be taken away from you from going on a diet, if you're scared that like food is not freely available, that you can't just eat whatever you want whenever you want it, anytime you get access to food, your body's going to want to finish that all. But something that I find that people who leave food on their plate, they're non-dieters. These are people who do not ever fear that food is going to be restricted. And as a result, they trust that more food is always available. If I'm not hungry, that's fine. How can you tell yourself that more food is always available? It's literally about reminding yourself when like, let's say you, you've got, oh, I'm noticing I'm full. Do I keep eating? You just, you, you say in your brain, anytime I want more food, I am allowed. If I want to eat this in an hour, if I want to eat it tonight, tomorrow, I can go out and I can get this food for myself. There is no limit. There is no holdback. Food is always allowed for me. Or anytime I feel hungry, I am allowed to eat. So you have these phrases and you need to help your body feel safety and trust around food. And this, uh, you know, honestly, this, this is a huge thing. So an example is like chocolate, right? So let's say you have the block of chocolate out and you're like, oh, I really am only allowed two squares. What that does is it creates a sense of food insecurity in your brain where you go, well, I'm, I'm only allowed two, but I want to get as much as I possibly can. So when no one's looking, I'm just going to eat half the block. But when you say to yourself, I'm allowed to eat as much chocolate as I want to feel satisfied now or later, if I want more later, I can come back and have more. If I want more tomorrow, I can have more. What this does is it changes everything. You might notice you might have a few squares or some days you might have two rows or, you know, however much you need that day, but you're going to notice that crazy energy you feel around the chocolate is shifted because it's no longer a forbidden food and you really can have it any time. It's not contraband. It's not contraband. And this is how non-dieters think. Because why would someone who's never been on a diet think, oh, I'm not allowed to have chocolate? They know it's always there. Therefore, they can keep it in their house. They've got stacks of chocolate. <laughs> non-dieters have like so much chocolate in their house. Yeah. And they don't think about it. They forget to eat it. They forget it's even there. They forget it's mealtime. It blows my mind. But it's because they know and trust. Anytime I'm hungry, anytime I want to eat what I want to eat, I am allowed and it is there for me. They have access to food. I've read something before and I don't think this is true either, a bit of myth busting, like that it takes 20 minutes for the food to recognise if you're full. 
Yeah. So like, so if once you've eaten food, it takes 20 minutes yeah. for your stomach to communicate with your brain to say we are full and it's time to stop eating generally. So how, when we, most of the times I probably sit down and eat my entire dinner in 10 minutes and I've probably already cleared the plate. <laughs> how do you juggle that? Yeah. Okay. So I think that what we're talking about is slow and mindful eating which is also another trait of someone who's a non-dieter, someone who's never feared that food is, there's a shortage of food, that it's limited, that it has to be consumed quickly. They can be slow eaters. Part of being a slow eater is, is eating without distraction. Um, it's a habit. Sometimes I notice when I'm eating, I'm still chewing the food that I'm chewing and I'm already going in with like my fork for another mouthful. Have you ever noticed someone who is an intuitive non-dieter, how slowly they eat? Yeah, and sometimes I'm like, are you even paying attention yeah. to the food? Yeah, and like, they're probably like, no, I'm not. I'm having a conversation. Everyone else has finished the meal and they're like halfway through. Yep. <laughs> they're like the slowest eaters. I aspire to be a slower eater. In fact, I think it's a really good thing for us to try and do. But also coming back to this idea is to be a slow eater, you need to trust that there is more food. I think there's an idea when you're a dieter, this is the portion size I'm allowed. And I'm going to try and get that as quickly as I can, because there's a, there's a need, there's a lust for that food. And being able to slow down is trusting that you can go for seconds. If you finish this meal and you're still hungry, you can go for seconds. You can go for thirds. You can eat as much as you can whenever you need. It's still going to be allowed. And that trust allows us to actually slow down and become more mindful eaters. And then you can probably actually take a minute to be like, do I want to clear this plate? Do I not want to clear this plate? How hungry am I? Is this the right amount of food? Yeah. And can I give you permission that sometimes you will totally finish everything on your plate? Yeah, because I do fall into that. Sometimes I feel like I shouldn't clear the plate. So then I have this pressure on myself that I have to leave something and then I feel guilty when I haven't left anything. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a mind game, isn't it? <laughs> Let's ditch that. Let's ditch that. That's not helping anyone. Um, you're okay if you leave food on your plate. You're okay if you don't. But I think what makes a difference is just reminding yourself that you really are allowed to have more whenever you need and noticing how the guilt, which is I shouldn't have eaten that, is the exact opposite of giving yourself permission to eat as much as your body needs. And exactly what we need to be avoiding. Yeah. yeah we'll keep working on that. Anyways, guys, um, thanks for tuning into this podcast today. If you ever do have a question, please send me a DM via my Instagram at nude underscore nutritionist and leave me a voice note. And that way we can answer your questions on the podcast. And also, if you have the love in your heart and you feel like leaving us a nice review, We'd be so grateful. That'd be so great. We would love that. And um, we'll chat to you next time. Thanks, guys. Hey, I've got a question for you. Does binge eating feel like your dirty secret? And are you sick of trying to be good, but falling off the bandwagon and losing control around food? If so, I can help. Binge Free Academy teaches you how to beat binge eating and feel in control around food giving you doable evidence-based strategies. You'll get lifetime access to 30 practical step-by-step video lessons, 12 group coaching calls with me, and become part of my Binge Free Academy community for life. As a recovered binge eater, I get it. I know there's no quick fix or one-stop shop for binge eating. And so that's why I want to give you the ongoing support and care you need and deserve. And I'm so confident it will help you that I'm offering you a 30-day money-back guarantee. So no risk, all reward. You can take control over your food and your life. And I think it's the best investment you'll 
ever make towards reclaiming your life, your health, and your happiness. To learn more about Binge Academy, you can click the link in the show notes or go to lindycohen.com slash binge dash free dash academy.